English hymn books, this is leaning on the everlasting arms. 在所有的英文诗歌中, 这, 这首诗歌是讲到, 呃, 在安息, uh, and I think that's the way that Elisha Hoffman originally wrote. 这首诗的作者是在这个, because this comes from a scripture in the Old Testament. That says we are leaning on his everlasting arm. But here they say resting. 但是这里讲到, 呃, 呃, 安息, which is also a good thought. 是, 呃, which way is it in Chinese? Leaning or resting? Resting. Resting, huh? Yeah, ah, now I know why they changed the word here in English. I wanted us to sing this song because of the very first words. What a fellowship. The brothers have felt uh, a burden that they would like for us to share over a season of time, various brothers, on this matter of fellowship. Uh, so I would like to begin speaking on this topic this morning. And for the first scripture, I'd like us to read Psalm 133. Here is a picture of what a fellowship, what a joy divine. 这里有一幅图画, 就好像说, 这是一个何等的交通, 何等的, 神圣的交通, Psalm 133. Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brothers to dwell together in unity. 看啊,弟兄和睦同居是何等的善,何等的美. It is like the precious oil upon the head, coming down upon the beard, even Aaron's beard. Coming down upon the edge of his robes. It is like the dew of Hermon coming down upon the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord commanded the blessing, life forevermore. And then secondly, we want to notice 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 9. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 9. God is faithful through whom you were called into fellowship with His Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. And then we want to look in 1 John chapter 1. 接下来我们读约翰一书第一章. First letter of John, chapter 1, verses 3 and 4. 约翰一书第一章,第四节。What we have seen and heard, we proclaim to you also, so that you too may have fellowship with us. And indeed, our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. 
These things we write so that our joy may be full. 从第三、第四节起读，我们将所看见、所听见的传给你们，使你们与我们相交。我们乃是与父并他儿子耶稣基督相交的。我们将这些话写给你们，使你们的喜乐充足。And then finally in Acts chapter two, verses forty-two through forty-four. 接下来我们读《使徒行传》第二章四十二节。This is on the day of Pentecost. 这是在五旬节那一天。They were continually devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. 都恒心遵守使徒的教训，彼此交接、波饼、祈祷。Everyone kept feeling a sense of awe, and many wonders and signs were taking place through the apostles. And all those who had believed were together, and had all things in common. 众人都惧怕使徒，又行了许多奇事神机，信的人都在一。Let's pray. What a fellowship! What a joy divine! Leaning on the everlasting arms. We thank you that you have called us into fellowship with your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. And through the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, we now gather around your Word. 借着圣灵的交通，我们聚集在主的面前，我们也要为着你的工作一起在这里。We ask that the Spirit of God would reveal things concerning our Lord Jesus to us this morning. 今天早上我们祈求，我们神的灵在这里，我们一起来。Uh, By faith, we take that anointing of the Spirit for speakers and hearers alike. 借着这样的信心，我们求着圣灵高我们讲的，也高我们听的。We commit this time into your hands. 我们把我们把这样的时间交托在主手中。In Jesus' precious name. 靠耶稣基督的名。Amen. This passage in Acts chapter two. Is a very precious passage. 使徒行传，我们刚才所读的是一个非常宝贝的一段经文。We are speaking on this matter of fellowship. 我们现在来来呃分享关于交通的事情。And you'll notice there in chapter two, verse forty-two in the book of Acts. 那就在使徒行传二章四十二节这里。It says that the disciples, newly saved, continued steadfastly in four things. 就看到呃刚蒙恩的这些呃门徒们，他们就恒心遵守有四件事情。It's as if they have come into the holy place of the temple of God. 就好像他们一起来到那神的圣殿那里。They saw Jesus sacrificed on the cross in the outer court of the temple, and now they've moved into the holy place. 就好像耶基督，好像在那个十字架上献为祭，在那个外院，现在来到那个圣殿。And there they meet the living God through Jesus Christ. 在这里就看到，好像就借着耶稣基督就来这里遇见神。They meet Him every time they hear the apostles' teaching. 当每一次使徒们在这里教导的时候，他们就遇见神。They meet Him every time they break bread. 每一次当他们擘饼的时候，他们遇见神。They meet Him whenever they pray. And they meet him in fellowship. 每一次他们交通的时候，他们也遇见神。As we look at the saints in those early days in the holy place. 所以，好像我们当看到那些圣徒们在早期的时候，他们在那个圣神圣的地方。We sense what a special time it was. 那个是一个何等特别的时时候。It was special because the presence of God was with them. Whether they were at the lampstand receiving apostles' teaching and revelation, 好像他们在那个呃灯台面前接受使徒的教训。Whether they were at the table of bread fellowshipping together, 或者他们在主的桌子面前在一起敬拜。Whether they were all,、uh, there at the altar of incense worshiping their God and praying, 或者他们在那个烧香的祭坛前面在那里献上他们的祷告。The presence of God was there. 
神的与他们同在。And so the people, they always wanted to get together. 所以那时候的信徒们都都一起很想聚在一处。It says they continued steadfastly. 所以就这里就讲到说他们诚心的遵守。Not because they had to, because they wanted to. 并不是他们好像被人强迫说必须那样做，而是他们自己想做。And why did they want to get together? 为什么他们想要聚在一起呢? You know, they got together just about every day. 他们时候，他们那个时候好像每一天都聚在一起。Sometimes they got together in a big crowd in front of the temple on Solomon's porch.有的时候他们在所罗门的廊廊那边，好像一个一大群人聚在一起。But they also got together from home, house to house.他们也逐家逐家的在这里聚集。They ate together.他们一起用餐。They lived together.他们住在一起。Why did they get together all the time?为什么他们常常想要住在一起呢？ it's because they knew when they got together, they would meet Jesus. You know, back in the early days, they didn't have any meetings. They didn't have any schedule. They didn't say, okay, on Sunday we're going to break bread. They broke bread Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Now Tuesday night prayer meeting. They prayed Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. They prayed Bible study Wednesday night. They prayed Monday, they didn't have planned meetings. But they knew what to expect. Whenever they gathered together two or three, they were in the holy place. And they were experiencing life from heaven. An eternal life. How blessed it was. Oh, what fellowship. Oh, what joy divine! Leaning on the everlasting love. How will we see Jesus? Maybe through teaching. Maybe as we break bread. We don't know how. He's going to be there. This is the mystery of fellowship. And this fellowship was so rich and so full of the presence of God that whether they met in the homes or whether they met at the temple, we see the last verse in Acts chapter 2, verse 47. They were praising God and they had grace with all the people. And the Lord was adding to their number day by day those who should be saved. Isn't that wonderful? Such a picture. The presence of God in the midst. They were in the holy place. But you see, the veil had been opened. And from the Holy of Holies, God's presence was among them. Dear brothers and sisters, we are called to this same fellowship. We read the Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians. He says, God the Father has called us into fellowship with His Son. This is a great privilege and a great mystery. What does it mean to be called into fellowship? Now many Christians have been trained that whenever they hear the word calling, they think of ministry. They say, hmm, what's my calling? Am I apostle, a prophet, evangelist, teacher? 
Well, I don't know what your calling is, but I know what your calling is. Whatever your ministry is, there's something that comes first. God the Father has called us into fellowship with His Son Jesus. And whatever your ministry is, unless you have fellowship with Jesus Christ, your ministry will be shallow and ineffective. Many people are busy fulfilling their calling in ministry, but they have not fulfilled their calling in fellowship with Jesus Christ the Son. On Monday nights we've been studying in Manhattan the Gospel of Mark. And when you come to chapter 3, Jesus calls the 12 apostles. And it says, He called the apostles with two purposes in mind. Number one, to be with Him. And second, to send them out to preach the gospel. But you see what came first. He called his disciples to be with him. Now that's an important part of their ministry. And then out of this experience of fellowship with Jesus, to minister the gospel in place. So when we're called into fellowship with his son, we are called into a great privilege and a great mystery. Right. Now, why do I say a great mystery? Oh, now we need revelation to understand this. Because fellowship is always two-dimensional. Now some people think called into fellowship means that we get together with our brothers and sisters, go downstairs, drink some tea, and talk about the weather. I find out how you're doing in business, how much money you're making, what is this going to rain today. And many churches call the downstairs room the fellowship hall. Though many times there's not really fellowship down there. Now other people think fellowship means I get alone with God. Just me and God in my private place I have fellowship with Jesus. So fellowship is completely vertical. Me and Jesus. Others say, no, 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 fellowship's completely horizontal, man to man. But fellowship is a great mystery. Because unless you have both parts, you have nothing. God desires that we have fellowship with Him through us. You have a hunger in your heart. Oh, I want to know Jesus. God says, I have a plan for you. You get together with other Christians and you see Jesus. Because fellowship is sharing Christ with one another. When we go downstairs, cup of tea is fine. 
Talk about the weather. It's fine. Ah,、uh, 讲讲天气也不错的 But then share something you have discovered about Jesus. 但是呢，最重要要分享你如何经历了这基督 And now you enter into the holy place. 那这时候你就好像来到那圣所了 Because God is there. 因为神在那里 But man is there. 人也在那里 Fellowship is with God and man. 所以交通是与神与人的交通 ，Not just fellowship with God。所以不只是与神的交通 ，Not just fellowship with man。也不只是与人的交通 ，It's a mystery。那是一个奥秘。And when we read in First John, let's turn to chapter one, the letter。所以我们再来读约翰一书 ，We see that John is trying to invite the Christians into this great living fellowship。所以我们看到约翰就好像邀请所有的基督徒进入这个活的与神的交通里。Listen to what he says in verse three. 我们看那第三节怎么说。What we have seen and heard, we proclaim to you also. 我们将所看见、所听见的传给你们。Now we should look at the. I'm sorry. We should read the first verses before. 呃，我们我先来读第一节。Let's go back to the beginning. 我们从到回到起初。What was from the beginning? What we have heard? What we have seen with our eyes? What we have looked at and touched with our hands concerning the word of life. 论到从起初原有的生命之道，就是我们所听见、所看见、亲眼看过、亲手摸过的。Verse three, 第三节。What we have seen and heard, we proclaim to you also. 我们将所看见、所听见的传给你们。Now that's fellowship. 这就是交通。John has seen Jesus, touched Jesus, heard Jesus. 他看到、他摸到、他听到耶稣。Now he shares it with us. He 与我们分享 Why? 为什么呢 Here we go. So that you too may have fellowship with us. 使你们与我们相交 Wait a minute. So you can have fellowship with John or with God. What is he saying? 所以你说等一下，这个好像约翰说，到底是与神还是与他交通呢 ？So he explains. 这里他就解释了 And indeed, our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son Jesus Christ. Now, in order to understand, please join me as we go up on a cloud with the Apostle John. So, when we read this, please join me as we go up on a cloud with the Apostle John. So, when we read this, please join me as we go up on a cloud with the Apostle John. So, when we read this, please join me as we go up on a cloud with the Apostle John. So, when we read this, please join me as we go up on a cloud with the Apostle John. So, when we read this, please join me as we go up on a cloud with the Apostle John. So, when we read this, please join me as we go up on a cloud with the Apostle John. So, when we read this, please join me as we go up on a cloud with the Apostle John. So, when we read this, please join me as we go up on a cloud with the Apostle John. So, when we read this, And they're fellowshipping back and forth. You 看到父与子在那边彼此的相交 God is saying, "Oh, I love Jesus. I love Jesus." 也许我们父说啊，我爱耶稣，我爱耶稣 Jesus says, "I love the Father. I love the Father." 也许耶稣说，我爱我的父，我爱我的父 Jesus says, "You are so perfect, Father." 那耶稣说，哦，你是何等的完全的父 ！You are so beloved, Jesus. 你在父说，你是何等的爱我，保爱了耶稣 And then John. Gets goes up in a cloud. He 就好像看着走到那云上 And the father looks down and says, "Hi, John." 啊，那个父好像就看着，哎，他约翰 I love you, John. 我爱你，约翰 And John says, "I love Jesus." 约翰说，我爱耶稣 And Jesus says, "I love John." 约翰说，我，耶稣说，我爱约翰 John says, "I love the Father." 那约翰说，我爱父 And now he's included in this eternal fellowship. God and the Father have been talking back and forth forever and ever. 我们的父与子，他是在永远永远的一直都在交通。But when we get saved, 但是当我们得救以后 ，we join in the conversation. 我们就加入他们的对话了。No wonder John says, "I want to tell you this." 所以就难怪这约翰就告诉我们说，我们要交通这样子的事。So your joy can be full. 使你的喜乐得以满足。Our fellowship, he says, is with the Father and with His Son. 是与父与他并与他的子交通的。So it's the Father and the Son. 是，所以是父与子。And me. 而且是我。No, no, 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 no. That cloud doesn't just have one person on it. So that cloud, that cloud, cloud, is not just one person. It has all Christians on it. It is all the Christians. And so we have fellowship with the Father and the Son together. So it is we together with our Father and Son. That's why one of the most important words when you talk about fellowship is together. So in fellowship, when we talk about fellowship, the most important word is together. They were together. They had all things together. So they were together. Look in the、uh, uh, Ephesians. 
Because Ephesians talks about this heavenly life. And it's in terms of together. We begin in chapter 2, verse 5. Now maybe the Chinese doesn't have the word together, but it's in the Bible. And sometimes the English does not have together, but it's in the Bible. In the original, it's in the Bible. So in verse 5, Even when we were dead in our transgressions, Christ made us alive together with Christ. We were made alive together with Christ. Now we think that means me and Christ. But it means all of us were quickened with Christ. And then in verse 6, we were raised up together with him. Now, it's not just me I was raised up. Just Just like we all died with Christ, now we're all raised with Christ together. Then it goes on to say, and seated together with him in the heavenly places in Christ. Now we're seated with Christ. But we're seated together with Christ in the heavenly place. And so you see fellowship includes Christ but includes one another. And God has made a plan. He says, I am going to show you Jesus through your brothers and sisters. Now, of course, it's true. As you pray and read the Bible by yourself, you can see Jesus. Our own personal fellowship with the Lord is very important in our Christian life. But I fear that today the church has lost this holy place of fellowship where we find the Lord in one another. There's no longer that sense of expectancy when we come together for meetings that we'll hear the Lord, see the Lord, touch the Lord through one another. Now, if you think fellowship is just between you and God, then your Christ is not human enough. Our Lord Jesus is a man. I don't know how tall he was. For most of you, taller than you. I think not as tall as me. But we don't know. He's a human being. Now when he talks to you, he can be very human. Don't think Jesus only talks with a, a divine echo in his voice. My, 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 son, 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 come, come, come to, to, to me, me, me. No, no. We think God is a big announcer in a, in a football game. But when you know when Jesus really speaks to you, He has a very human voice. And He often wants to speak to us through one another. But the trouble is, immediately we look at one another and say, no, 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 I don't see Jesus there. Well, where's Jesus? I, no, 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 not you. No, not you. Where, where's Jesus? But this is another part of the mystery. Jesus has chosen people that look like you and me. Says, now I want you to be a vessel for Jesus to shine through. 
And from that day of Pentecost, as they touched Jesus in one another, whenever they heard Peter preach, they heard Jesus preach. And for the several years that the people were guests in the homes of brothers and sisters in Jerusalem, they felt Jesus' love every time a sister opened her home and there were 10 or 12 people living there. How can we enter into this mystery? Fellowship with the Father, the Son, and with one another. Well, you must see that God has made special provision so we could have fellowship. And what is that? If you turn to 2 Corinthians, in chapter 13, the very last verse, we have a famous benediction. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Now when we were back there in the cloud up in heaven with John and there was the Father and the Son, where was the Holy Spirit? It doesn't say we have fellowship with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit was there. And how do we know? Because we have the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Now what does that mean? He is the uh, communication between all of us. When the Father speaks to us, it's through the Holy Spirit that we receive the Word. When the Lord Jesus blesses us, it's through the Holy Spirit that we receive the blessing. Now I understand from my brother that the Mandarin word for fellowship means communication. Now that's a very precious revelation. The Holy Spirit is the communication. That's how it works, this whole matter of fellowship. Without the Holy Spirit, there's no communication. We would remain as individuals. So on the day of Pentecost, when, our, when Jesus poured forth the Holy Spirit upon them, they not only were born again. They not only received the power of the Holy Spirit. They not only were baptized into one body. But they were given the cell phones to communicate with God and one another. The Holy Spirit is the communication between us. And therein we see one of the secrets of fellowship in the holy place. Now this is so important for us, brothers and sisters. When we sit together with Christ in the heavenlies, it's there that we see the reality of fellowship. And what is that reality? By the Spirit of God, we are all one in Christ. Now we have to deal with the reality of this in our Christian life. 
Now, as you look around us today, you see the church divided on every hand. Divided over doctrines, divided over leaders, divided over experiences, divided in tradition, and if we're not careful, we begin to think this is the reality of the church. But that's not the reality of the church. The reality of the church is that every born again believer is absolutely one by the Holy Spirit. And that's why Paul's exhortation in Ephesians chapter 4. He doesn't say, so bring about unity in the body of Christ. He says, maintain the unity of the Spirit in the body of Christ. The Spirit of unity is there. It's for us to maintain. Oh, no wonder our joy is not full. We've been separated by human barriers. Even the devil is behind the divisions that block saints from knowing they're one with all saints. But when we see from the heavenly place, there are no divisions in the thought of God. And this must be our reality. How do you treat brothers and sisters? Those who go to other assemblies, you treat them differently? You know, this group as we meet today began a number of years ago with a small group of people. And they saw the unity of Christ among all believers. And so they said, we want to open the Lord's table up to all believers. Doesn't matter your background. Doesn't matter what other church you may have belonged to. There's only one requirement. Do you believe the Lord Jesus is your Lord and Savior? Then you can partake of this table because we're all one. And this small group of people stood together in this oneness. But, but they were criticized from every side. Some people said, come and follow us because we are the right way. Everybody else is wrong. But they said no. Some people came to them and said, We are the better way. We got a better preacher. We got better singers. We got better piano players. And all of that was true. But it wasn't a matter of better. No, we're all together. Some people said, no, you need to have church membership. You sign a document. You promise to give 10%. They said no. Because anyone who's born again belongs to us and we belong to them. And even to this day, you know, we have no church membership. You know, it's difficult when the IRS wants to know what our membership is. 
We don't know whether to say 2.5 billion Christians. So we say, well, there is 300 Christians who fellowship with us at the present time. Now what is your reality? I tell you, I was a minister in a separated church. But when one day the Lord opened my eyes to the truth of fellowship in the holy place, I had to leave this institution. And now, I, I am part, a brother in the largest church in the world. Because everyone who's a believer, I'm part of their group. Now somebody, sometimes somebody comes to me and says, well, you're not in my group. Well, what do you do? I say, maybe I'm not in your group, but you're in my group. So let's fellowship together. And isn't it amazing? When we just fellowship Christ, it doesn't matter what background we are, we touch the holy place. Oh, if we are exclusive in our hearts in any way, may the Lord break these things down. Because there is Jesus to see among our brethren from many different fellowships. This is why our joy is full. We can live in this holy place. We can have this fellowship together. We are in Christ. And so we welcome all to the Lord's table who, who know His name. Now, you know, I usually get to share with you once a month or once every two months. And we have several brothers apt to teach who will be teaching on this matter of fellowship. So in my times, in order to give us this picture of fellowship, I've chosen to use an Old Testament picture to give us understanding of this New Testament fellowship. Now what is the Old Testament picture that gives us some idea of what fellowship should be like? Of course you can tell already. Because you read the scriptures with me at the beginning. And for, and for those of the remnant among you who have remained awake, now you realize we have a beautiful picture of fellowship in the feasts of Israel. Now you know the children of Israel, they spread throughout the land. And in their early days, they lived according to their tribes in different areas of the land. And by the time that Jesus walked the earth, the tribes and the families had been scattered around throughout Judea. As an example, Joseph and Mary, they were of the tribe of Judah and should be in Judah.所以好像就是约瑟和玛利亚，他们是属于犹大支派的，他们应该是住在犹大支派的地里头。But they had relocated up into the tribe of Ephraim in a city called Nazareth.但是他们却却住在那个以巴连支派所住的地方就是拿撒勒。And so the Jews were spread all over the place. Uh, many times irregardless of their tribe. 
所以犹太人他们就好像分散在各地，是不是照着他们支派的那个地所居住的 ？But three times a year, the Jews' ears perked up. 所以，但是每一年有三次，好像他们的耳朵就被提醒了。They heard the trumpet call. 嘚嘚嘚嘚。他们就好像有那个吹角在那边吹号。They blew the horn in Jerusalem to tell the saints to gather together for a holy convocation and feast. 好像在耶路撒冷有吹角，就是说要他们在耶路撒冷要有一个聚集，要在这个神圣的聚集。Now we can see that in Leviticus chapter twenty-three. Maybe you just look there. 我们来看这里，利未记二十三章有一个解释。In Leviticus chapter twenty-three, we have a list of the various feasts of the Jews. 在利未记二十三章有讲到犹太人的节期。But we'll just read verse one. 我们就来读第一节。Uh, verse one and two. The Lord spoke again to Moses, saying, "Speak to the sons of Israel and say to them, 'The Lord's appointed times, which you shall proclaim as holy convocations, my appointed times are these.'" 耶和华对摩西说：“你小谕以色列人说，耶和华的节期你们要宣告为圣会的节期。” And at these times, God the Father said. Gather all of my children to Jerusalem for a holy convocation. So, 就好像在这里说，我们的父神他说，在这样的时候，你们要聚集在耶路撒冷有一个盛会。Now, I never have any idea the Chinese word in the Bible. 呃，我虽然不懂得中文。But what is convocation in English? 但是英文这个，刚才他讲这个 convocation 是是什么意思呢 ？Con means together. Con 就是代表在一起。Vocation means calling. Vocation 就是说大家呃呼召。God has a holy calling of His people together. 神他就一个神圣的呼召，把他子民聚在一起。Because He wants to speak to them. 因为神要向他们说话。And they are to have a feast. 因为他们那有一个一个宴啊宴。And and their feasts were in memory of great moments in their life as the nation of Israel. 所以当他们这样聚会的时候，他们就好像在一起纪念他们古时他们的些他们所发生的一些事情。And so these people， 所以这些百姓聚在一处。No matter where they live， 不管他们住在哪里。If they were faithful to this command， 若是他们向着神的话忠心 ，they had to take a week off of work。所以他们必须从工作中拿一个星期的假。Now some people like to take a week off of work。有些人喜欢从工工作里拿一个星期的假。But I noticed。That the Jews and the Chinese don't like to take time off. 但是我发觉好像犹太人和中国人不喜欢休假。Because you can make money. 因为你可以赚钱。But Joseph had to close his carpenter shop and go down to Jerusalem. 但是约瑟他必须他把他那个呃木匠的店关了，他去去到耶路撒冷。And and not only that. 不止如此。Now they had to travel down to Jerusalem. And it took several days. So they traveled in big groups. Probably those who were going from Nazareth, including Joseph and Mary and the children, and all the relatives and friends, all went down together to Jerusalem. So it's like a group of people, Joseph, Mary, and their relatives, and their children, all went down together to Jerusalem. Now this is very difficult. Because some of Joseph's family likes to drive slow, some like to drive fast. Maybe their family likes to drive quickly, some likes to drive fast. And so they had to stay together. But they had to stay together. And then the women on the road. Those women on the road. Now there was no McDonald's. At that time, there was no McDonald's. Even worse, there was no dim sum. <laughs> the women had to stop, break out the pots, cook some meal every day for the journey. So those women, you see, they were just on the road, doing this thing. When they got down to Jerusalem, they had to pitch a tent, and you know, the fathers always sat around watching the football on television. The women had to pitch the tents, fix the meals. But then, when they got to Jerusalem, they had to pitch a tent, and you know, the fathers always sat around watching the football on television. 啊，做事情，可见那些男人们又在看看足球。Now some of the children ate too much challah bread, they get sick. 但是有些小孩吃的太快了，吃太多生病了。Every day you have to climb up a hill to get up to、uh, the temple. 
Many of these feasts celebration last seven days or more. You know, it's like going to a conference. Some of you have gone to Christian conference. And we can only have them four, five days, six days because people can't take any longer. They break down. When we have a conference down in Richmond, Virginia, we end on Friday morning, we take the Lord's table together. But late at night, on Thursday night, you see many cars sneaking away from the conference. Because the mamas are saying, I'm going crazy, we have to go back home, I cannot sleep on this bed, it's too cold, it's too hot, it's something. Don't think it's easy to have a holy convocation. There was a great cost. But you know something? Something happened to the children of Israel. As they began to get near to Jerusalem. Now you know Joseph had his sons and his wife and his family going to Jerusalem. But out of Joseph and Mary's family, only Jesus was a good singer. James sang off and they would have daily devotion as they went down the road, sing some songs, la la la. But as they got near to Jerusalem, they began to sing special songs. They turned to Psalm 133, we read earlier. And we see at the top of this psalm, it says, Song of Ascent of David. And this is a section in the psalms of songs that were sung when the children of Israel went up to Jerusalem for the feast. As they got closer to Jerusalem, Brothers and sisters from different tribes began to join them. And their group grew in number. They sang the song. I was glad when they said unto me, Let us go to the house of the Lord. Amen. Because now we have some singers. Besides, we're ten miles from Jerusalem. We can already smell the lamb chops. Now, now it's an uphill walk. They have to walk four thousand sorry, three thousand feet up to Jerusalem from Galilee. But the closer you, got, closer you got to Jerusalem, the more your heart began to pound. We sing the songs together. Then we get up to the crown of the top of the hill and we see the golden temple. Then all of our hardships are forgotten. And we sing, Behold how good, how wonderful it is for brothers to come together for the feast. Oh, and they feasted on the land. And in the the temple there were professional singers, the Levites, singing beautiful songs. And big lamps were lit day and night in a great holy celebration. Every night they got together in a large group of family. And as they ate the lamb, the oldest of the family, you know, the gray-haired guy, 
If he still had a memory, which is tough, he would tell the story of the Passover. And he always told it just like the Bible says. And the children would listen every year. Oh, wonderful story of the Passover. And they rehearsed it every year. They had wonderful fellowship. This is what this little song is talking about. And this is a picture of fellowship together in Christ. It's like going up to the house of God. Even going into the holy place. Smelling the incense of God. Seeing the bright light of the lampstand. Eating the bread of God together. Oh, how good, how pleasant it is for brothers to get together in fellowship. Can you believe? That's exactly what happened on the day of Pentecost. People came from Cyprus, people came from Turkey, people came from all over to Jerusalem at the holy calling of the Heavenly Father for a feast. They came as separate individuals. Barnabas came down from Cyprus where he lived. Peter came down from Nazareth or from Capernaum where he lived. And they all came together in Jerusalem. But on that day, the Holy Spirit was poured out from heaven. And they experienced for the first time. Fellowship in the holy place with God, with Jesus Christ, and with one another. No longer separate. Three thousand people made one. The Holy Spirit was busy at work communicating Christ one to another. And we see it right here in the in the song. How wonderful it is to be together. Look at, look at verse 2. It's like the precious oil upon the head, coming down upon the beard, even Aaron's beard, coming down to the edge of his robe. When they anointed the high priest to be a priest in, in the temple, they didn't take a little oil and go they poured a big jug of oil and the oil went down off the beard and down all the way. He didn't quite reach my head, but you get the idea. My beard is still dry. And you see, this is the picture. The Lord Jesus up in heaven. Sitting at the right hand of the Father. And the Father poured the oil upon Jesus. And it went down off our high priest, and down off his beard, and went down upon the body. And we were filled with the Holy Spirit. And we were one together. And people who only heard about God knew God. It was like they were in the Holy of Holies. How wonderful this fellowship. And then they heard the word of God every day. You remember how it says they continue steadfastly in apostles' teaching. Now, now what's that apostles' teaching? 
Do you think they were teaching doctrines? Well, 90% they told the story of when they were walking with Jesus and discovered who he was. And as Peter talked about how Jesus uh, bent down and touched a lame man and lifted him up. And then they walked out of that place and there was a lame man and Peter walked out and lifted him up and he was healed. People looking said, That's Jesus, that's Jesus. Jesus was alive. Because they were filled with the Holy Spirit. But they were also fed by the Word of God. That's right here. In verse 3. The dew of Hermon. It's like the dew of Hermon coming down upon the mountains of Zion. Oh, Zion, Jerusalem, it's a hot place. But Mount Hermon is very tall and the dew came down every night and refreshed Zion. And as the saints heard the apostles teaching, it was the water of the word that continued to feed them and nourish them. Filled with the Spirit. Alive to the Word of God. These are the essentials. For fellowship in the holy place. And just then just a little verse, the end of the verse. For there the Lord commanded the blessing, life forevermore. Oh, how the Lord wants to bless his people. But there are certain places where the Lord commands the blessing. When God the Father sees something right, He says, bless them, bless them, when the conditions are right. There, the Lord commanded the blessing. Where's there? Zion. They had to come to Zion. There the Lord commanded the blessing. Where is there? There is under the headship of Jesus Christ, so the oil can pour off his head and onto us. There, under the headship of Christ, the Lord commands the blessing. Where is the there? There is where the saints dwell together in unity. There, the Lord commands the blessing. Brothers and sisters, we have a spiritual feast to enjoy with the Lord Jesus and one another every time we come together. Fellowship in the holy place. You and I live our lives in this world, and it's a very uh, brutal experience. People are cruel and selfish. Those that we work with often give us great trial. But we have the privilege of going to the holy place wherever two or three are gathered together and meeting the Lord Jesus. 
但是当我们每一次两三位在这里奉主的名聚集在这里遇见耶稣的时候，我们是有何等的一个特权。The feast of Pentecost only lasted for a week. 五旬节那个时候，它只持续了大概一个星期。But that young church, after the feast was over, they could not leave.但是那个时候，好像刚出生的教会，经过他们却没有再分开。they had been in the presence of God and one another and were full of joy. And so Barnabas from Cyprus never went home. He lived in someone's house, in a bedroom, a library, kitchen, basement. And they began to learn to live in fellowship together. May the Lord help us to recover the holy place where we fellowship with the Father and the Son and one another through the Holy Spirit. So may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be our portion forevermore. Let's just have a few prayers before we go. And thank the Lord. What a fellowship. What a joy divine. Leaning on the everlasting arms.